Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. All right, Veritas, thanks for joining us. We are kicking off a new series called The Six Essential Elements of Discipleship. Uh, And today we've got our first element of discipleship, which is worship. Uh, And I have the Huffords that are joining me here today. Garrett, say what's up. Hey. Carly. Hi. There you go. Um, Yeah, and so we want to be a church who is living on mission for the gospel. And um, our mission as Veritas is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. And in order to do that, um, we think that it's important that we define the types of disciples that we are trying to raise up. And so that's why we have these six essential elements, and that's what this series is going to be about these next six episodes. Uh, we're going to wa- work through all of them. They are worship, abide, learn, connect, invest, and go. And we think it is worthwhile to spend some time talking about what these things practically look like, why they matter, and uh, what we're doing as a church and want to see more people do in their personal lives um, to live out as disciples of Jesus. So that's what we're going to be doing today. But before we jump into that stuff, Garrett and Carly just want to get a quick update, family life, what's going on, what are you guys looking forward to, any summer plans? You name it. We're looking forward to health. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that just that season of uh, yeah. it's been brutal? Like yep. different Everybody. combinations been, of people getting oh. sick and it goes. Carly's just yes. really hoping to come to church this Sunday. Yes. Like, it's Lord. been yeah. <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's like, We're just gonna, we are gonna be better so I can go to church on Sunday. Yep. Well, this uh, is a step in the right direction. You're here. Yes. And unless yeah. I'm sick on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's been it's uh it's summer generally for us is a really like restful time uh mm-hmm. and has been for the last couple of years because we've just kind of said hey the summer we don't do anything so no like no kids activities i think still do piano lessons but outside of that like the kids don't do anything so they just kind of like they just fish with their friends and mm-hmm. play in the pond and and like just run around all summer. Which, um, so when you guys say you don't do anything, that's still a whole lot of how many, like at any given time, you could have upwards of if one kid has a friend over, <clears throat> you yeah. have nearly yes. 25 people. Yeah. Today, how many kids do we have? Will we have at our house? Uh, 15. <laughs> 15 kids. Because <laughs> we got a couple cousins and a couple, couple friends. Neighbors. And yeah. 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 It's all so good. doing a whole lot of nothing at your uh-huh. house is still a whole lot of something. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. So yeah. you have, don't discount yourself too much. <laughs> yeah. I just like summers because we have the more of the ability just to like, hey, have people over and it doesn't feel like, okay, trying to manage like schedules and who needs to go where. It's just like more relaxed and it's like, sure, 15 kids at our house, that's fine. Um, so I like it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, sweet. Um, that is a pretty good segue, I would say, though, in the way that we spend our time. Uh, and what we have planned, um, 
that leads right into what we're going to talk about today, which is worship. So when we talk about worship, um, and specifically in those elements of discipleship, uh, we want to be reminded that the worship that we're talking about is the fact that a disciple of Jesus is a worshiper of God, and worship is about the expression of our love for God. And that covers many different facets of life. So um, talking about this element of discipleship, what scriptures come to mind? Um, what applies? What are you encouraged by? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Fire away. Um, I would say, just thinking through this, I think Romans 12 um, comes immediately to mind. Uh, and I think it's, uh, when we talk about worship as a church, I think we're really careful to say like, hey, um, worship isn't just Sunday morning and singing. Um, and I think we've, as a, as a church, we're saying, hey, like, yes, Sunday morning is a part of worship, gathering with the local church, singing praises to the Lord, opening God's word and worshiping him by sitting under the teaching. Um, and then also like worship is also like, being a part of the community, encouraging, spurring one another on towards godliness, um, loving others. And I think there's just, uh, there's a lot of, um, we can really obey the command to worship the Lord on a Sunday morning, but that's not the only place, right? And, um, and Romans 12 kind of talks about how worship really is a life. Uh, it's a lifestyle. Um, it is what life is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm-hmm. And just that that living sacrifice, like we were made by God for God, right? And we are made as worshipers in our sinful flesh. We screw that up, <laughs> right? Like we do worship, but it's most, it's many times misplaced and if not most of the time misplaced. And um, I think this is just a really uh, helpful thing. And I, I love the like active uh, words that are here, present your body, mm. um, right? As, uh, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. There's a sense of like, I'm, I'm presenting my body as an offering to God and saying, you do what you will with me and to walk in obedience. And like, that is, that is worship. Yeah. So. That's one of the things that we say in the uh, mature disciples class, when we talk through this element of discipleship is that worship is treasuring who God really is and responding accordingly. Yeah. And so that, Absolutely, 100% is more than just singing. It's how you live every moment Mm -hmm. of your life. Like, are you being a living sacrifice or are you just checking the boxes and doing whatever you want? Mm -hmm. Right. Carly, what do you got? What sticks out to you? Um, Yeah, no, I would basically echo everything Garrett was saying. Um, I think something that I have often gotten caught up in is worship being a feeling Mm -hmm. and not that like worship is how I just live and um, live out God's truth, but more like, oh, it needs to stir up like a certain feeling in me and getting it confused with even like when you uh, sing music, it is meant to provoke like a certain feeling 
and like getting confused in that of like, oh, well, like that song didn't like resonate with me, like how, you know, type of thing. And just um, truly understanding what worship really is and that it is obedience to God's word um, yeah. above all else. I think, I think something for our church um, as like thinking from like, and like an elder lens, I think one caution that I would have for our people is that just because you feel like you are worshiping when we have a, a big Sunday with a big band and emotions are running high does not necessarily mean that you are worshiping. And I think that that is a, that's kind of a, that's a tough thing to hear um, because I guarantee you that even as a worship leader and as a participant in our church corporately, um, that I've fallen into that as well. And it's like, that's something that I still need to repent of and like humbly understand that like, Hey, I'm capable of even in the midst of worship, still making it about myself, still making it about how I, that something that I want to make myself feel better. Um, something that like, I want to be filled up so I can go out and feel good about the rest of the day. And it's like, that is not what worship is about. And I think that's a, it's a, to your point, Carly, I think that's a, that's a caution for us. It's like, Hey, is that, am I worshiping in spirit and truth? Mm. Um, and is the thing that is driving me to worship, is it an awe for God? Um, or is it, uh, just a, a feeling of well being? And I think that that's a, those are, uh, can get confused easily. And I think we just need to be discerning of our own hearts, uh, in that. And also just continue to pray for the spirit's work in us to like, Mm -hmm. to really like draw us into worship, like that we need the Lord to help us worship rightly. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think another, another, uh, uh, verse that I think is helpful is Matthew 6, 24, um, and no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And I think that speaks a lot to how we just misplace worship on other things, but we deceive ourselves into thinking that we can kind of play both sides, right. um, that we can kind of sit on the fence and that, um, or that what we are doing is neutral in God's eyes. When in reality, like if I'm, if I'm serving something else, I am serving something else. I'm not serving both. Uh, and I can't, I can't just toe the line and sit on the fence. Like I, if I'm, if I'm towing the line sitting on the fence, I'm not worshiping the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think that's a, it's a, yeah, really challenging verse. Mm-hmm. Which this was something that I think was, hard to begin to wrap my mind. I mean, growing up in a Christian household and then coming to Saving Faith as an early 20-something, understanding that like, worship can be doing anything mm-hmm. to the glory of God. Like, you can do the dishes to the glory of God and worship along, like, and do that as an act of service and loving your family and caring for them and, like, in expressing that servant mm-hmm. heart attitude in the middle of that. And it can also be in the midst of like worship gathering, like the corporate church gathering, like it's both and right. And so like, how do you guys see worship coming up 
in everyday life? Like what, what are those things that, that spur you on to worship? Or maybe like, like we're talking about feelings, Mm -hmm. like when I start to feel a certain way, specifically thinking about myself, Mm -hmm. I'm reminded, Oh, I need, like, I need to step back, pray, worship, get my mind right. Like get my heart in the right place so that those feelings that I know are not like from the Lord can get in check. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you guys? Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, I can just think of just any given day um, when I let my emotions and selfishness get the better of me and I start just not probably responding in the right way. Maybe I am outwardly, but inwardly I'm getting really frustrated at like our kids, because they didn't like put their dishes in the sink and that is an expectation, you know, and it's just like, now I have to do it. And it's taking time away Mm -hmm. from something that I would like to do or the next task that I would like to accomplish and um, getting caught up in that instead of realizing that like just the mundane things of life, um, I can be worshiping the Lord rightly and wrongly. Mm-hmm. Um, just it's very, very humbling to when I stop and really think about that. And it's just like, man, I need to repent a whole lot more than I actually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, uh, just I, I notice myself with different things with work and like responsibilities at home and with like other like relationships, there is a level of like you, you start to, you can start to kind of feel a level of the weight of all of those, all of those things. And like, all you're doing is just thinking on those things, all, all you're doing is thinking on those things. And I think it kind of speaks back to Romans 12 of just like, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's a level of like, Hey, whatever's good, whatever is honorable, whatever is like, you know, like that list that like Paul gives and is like, like think on these things. And, uh, from like from Philippians four, you know, just like think on these things. And there's a level of like, get your mind off of all of the just pragmatic things that you have to do and like seek the Lord. Um, and I think there, um, I just think of like Mary and Martha and like Jesus, uh, chiding Martha, who's like, who's upset with Mary because she's like, she's not doing anything. She's just over there sitting on the floor. Right. And, and, Basically, Jesus is like, yeah, she's where she's supposed to be, hmm. and you're caught up in the busyness of life, hmm. and you think that you're serving, and you're like, and she's the one that's serving, and you're like, oh, right, like that's like dagger to the heart because you're like, we, I feel like just culturally, we're just so like obsessed with busyness, um, and so like we're, it's very easy for us to just to miss worship completely to like take a step back from the pragmatic and like actually sit at Jesus's feet in those things. Yeah. And even just the simple act of making time for God's word and making it something that's important um, is also like, will set Mm -hmm. the, 
set your day. Um, I know it's not always feasible to like be in God's word first thing in the morning, but I find that for myself, like if I can be in God's word and like even just dwell upon the fact that like I get to read the word of God, like this is God's word and like how amazing that is. Like I can even just set the tone for the day and just being reminded of who God is, who, who the God that I worship is, you know, and how holy he is, mm-hmm. um, is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, I love that thinking about who God is and then whose you are like, mm-hmm. you're not your own. You are bought with a price, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When we get that in our minds, it's like, yeah. like, this isn't even my day. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. not my day, not even my life. Like, yeah. the life I live, I now live in Christ. So, like, it's totally a mindset mm-hmm. of if we're off, like, you know, think of Jake's like button illustration, mm-hmm. the gospel. If we're off in our mindset and just like thinking, like, yeah, we're like, our hearts are idol factories. Mm-hmm. Like, we are always worshiping. Mm-hmm. Just is that worship? Mm-hmm. rightly placed or are we putting worship yeah. onto other things? Um, what like, so we've talked personally when like connection group mm-hmm. or with other groups of believers, mm-hmm. like how do you guys see worship showing up in those conversations mm-hmm. and in your interactions with other brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. I was so encouraged by our connection group going through revelation and, um, man, it was just, it was sweet to like, to go through some really difficult, really difficult passages, um, that have some big implications regarding like yeah. God's sovereignty, God's goodness, his justice, like how, where he places his mercy. Like, you're just like, these are big, big conversations. And I think to like where I saw worship show up in our group was a really a step back to like admit, um, man, I have a really small view of who God is. Hmm. I, and, and also to say, this is what God's word says. While it's really hard for me to hear this, like I need to align my life with what God's word says. I need to align my thoughts with what God's word says. Like this is, this is the authority. Like God's word is the authority. I'm not. And just to even see that like shift, I think was a really, really encouraging thing. Um, I also think too, um, we, at the end of this year, uh, we just sat down as a connection group and just talked through, cause we've been together a, about two and a half years as a yeah. group, uh, as kind of the core and, um, just say, Hey, like, where have you seen God's faithfulness? over the last two and a half years? Like, how have you seen the people in our group grow in Mm -hmm. godliness? And like to see, man, to like see uh, people go around the circle and like encouraging other people in our group and seeing like how, how God really has shown his faithfulness. And it's really hard in the moment to see all the things that God has done and all the things that he's worthy of worship and praise for. And then you step back and you're like, man, two years is not a long time and look what God's done, you know? And I think it just like promotes 
a, a level of like awe for like for what God's done and um, in the the hearts of like you know sixteen people and you're like it's just sixteen people and like look at what God's done mm-hmm. you know so that's a that's been really sweet mm-hmm. and I would say like I've seen it practically play out with um, among the women specifically of just their like willingness to obey what God's word says, um, even if they don't fully understand it. And, um, or they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I really like that, but just to see them like struggle through and be like, okay, if I believe these things about God, then I am called to obey and obedience is worship. And also just having a conversation with, um, one of our connection group ladies, um, she was just talking about just the struggle to make certain decisions um, within like their family and wanting to make the decision that best honored the Lord, mm. where it is kind of like a, I would say a gray, like the Bible doesn't necessarily speak directly to that decision of like, this is right, this is wrong. And, um, but her just really like, I want to honor the Lord. Um, so I'm struggling with like what I should do. And to me, that's very encouraging to see someone who's like, I don't know the answer, but I do know the answer is to honor the Lord Mm. with whatever decision I make. Yeah. That's sweet to even think about our thought processes can Mm -hmm. be worshipful. Like Mm -hmm. what is the lens that I'm bringing this through? I think the, one of the common questions that I would frequently come across in student ministry would always be like some topic, but the question was phrased as like, is it okay to do X, Y, Z? Or is it okay (laughs) if I go about this? Like, and I I forget who I, I heard somewhere, but the conversation ended up like coming up. And I was like, the great pushback for that is to not just like give the answer but to ask the question of like, are maybe you're asking the wrong question Mm -hmm. and you need to be saying, what is going to glorify God the most? Mm -hmm. Like, how is God going to get glory or will what I want to do glorify God? Mm -hmm. Like just, so not instead of like, is it okay? It's like, what glorifies God Mm -hmm. in that? Like even that shift of our thought process and decision-making is a worshipful response Mm -hmm. and something that as we mature in our faith should apply more and more to all the everyday things. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mentioned, um, that obedience is worship. And I think that's such a, uh, such a really, a a strong like statement. And I think, uh, you had shared a story with me from Elizabeth Elliot a number of years ago, uh, her, the piano. Yeah, it was, uh, a story, I think it's from the book, Shaping of a Christian Family. It's one of her books. Okay. I know for sure we, we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember it, I'll tell you the name of it for sure. Uh, but she was talking about uh, her mother had asked her brother to do some like household chore. And her brother was busy playing piano. And he was playing like worship music like from their hymn 
hymnal um, on the piano, and her mo- mom came out and was like, "Why haven't you completed the chore?" And he was like, "Oh, but I'm um, playing uh, music to like Jesus or something like that." And she was like, "It is better for you to obey than to um, sing praises to you, uh, or the Lord would rather you obey than sing praises to Him." Um, and so getting it confused that like we need to be like praising God and we forget to obey him and how important that obedience is and almost like coming forth to the Lord as a sacrifice. He wants us to obey and then out of that flows our praises to, to him. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Very cool. So, Looking back on, would you say you're just about to celebrate? Actually, I think when this no, when this comes out, you will not have yet celebrated yeah. your anniversary. How many years of marriage? Fifteen. Fifteen, 15 years of marriage, mm-hmm. but you guys have been together like thirty years, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, been together for almost twenty. Okay, uh-huh. so yeah. so when you look back on the last two decades. Of your lives. Goodness. <laughs> how, how have you seen God grow you in the way that you worship, in the way that you approach worship in your daily life? I would say for me, I have a much more, uh, a, a quicker, a quicker understanding of my own sin mm. and my own need for repentance. I would I would say is a way that the Lord's really grown me. Um, I think uh, being in God's word, like definitely is like kind of is the foundation of that. Um, and also just like tying uh, my time in God's word with prayer. Uh, Cause like you, you almost can't make it just a checkoff list mm-hmm. thing. If you're like, all right, I'm, I'm reading this in order to like pray it back to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you said this, this is what it says about me. This is what it says about you. This is where I need to repent. Mm. Like, and this is where I need to praise you for who you are. And it's like, Hey, like that, that changes like that over two decades, like that, that changes you mm-hmm. um, by the grace of God and his spirit's work in you. And it, and it sure feels slow sometimes. <laughs> and Amen. like, there's times where you're just like, man, I just, for the last three months I have not responded well to that person, you know, and to be confronted with that. Yeah. And um, I think that that's been, and just to see God's faithfulness that in repentance that like he is healed things and like that's just been a really like a really sweet sweet thing so i love that you brought that up that an awareness of sin and a need for repentance spurs you on to worship Mm -hmm. which i think that there's sometimes uh maybe not a misnomer but just like an unawareness of like part of repentance is responding in worship it's not just like, oh, this was mm-hmm. wrong. I did bad. I need grace. Yeah. But then it's fully turning yeah. and like, God, you are so good and yeah. your grace. And so like, like that's why I think Paul talks about like we 
we need to boast in our weaknesses because the more we boast in our weaknesses, the more like we see God show up in his strength yeah. and the more that we proclaim his greatness and his, his mercy and his glory to like there's like, we stop short if our repentance is just asking God for forgiveness. Sure. If we don't continue on and then land in like worship of all of the grace that God has supplied us, even in our failings, like that's so like, so needed. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, it's just about us doing the, doing the wrong thing. Yeah, and if and if it's not if it's not about worship and it's just about doing the wrong or the right thing, that's not a good enough motivation for holiness. Yeah, yeah. right. Like a glorious, awesome, holy God who, like, who like in like justly could condemn me, but yet has adopted me mm. as a son. Like, like that's motivation yeah. for like worship of a, of a King. Right. And just doing the right or the wrong thing to like, look good. That's, that's not, that's not strong enough motivation. Cause ultimately, and if it's that I'm just going to choose myself Yep. cause it probably, it seems to feel better in the moment. Right. Like, so like I, and you're just gonna, if, if it's not about God, and if it's not about worshiping him, like it's just, it's not going to last. Like whatever you, whatever you want changed in your life is not going to last if it's not about God yeah. and his glory. So. Mm-hmm. Curly, how about you? Have you seen God grow you in your worship of him? Um, probably when I like reflect back on who I used to be and who I am, or even when somebody specifically like points out like oh like that no longer upsets you like it used to (laughs) you know and I'm like yeah and they're like what changed and I'm like I really don't know like the honest answer is like Christ in me like and you just kind of like stop in your tracks and you're like wow that's like amazing that like it's nothing that I like none of it is of me it's of uh, Christ working mm-hmm. everything out in me. Mm. And to be able to like say that and be in awe of that and just to be like, wow, you know, that the Lord would do those things in my own heart and life. Mm-hmm. And there are many times that I've told Garrett, like, I think you, you should do like this. And whereas like, I would have been like, ah, oh, no, don't do that. Like, and I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's the Lord. I don't know. I know these words coming out of my mouth don't make sense to you because I've told you the exact opposite every day <laughs> before. <true>. Yep. <laughs> so uh, just being like in awe of how God has like changed me, like is truly something like that I can stand in awe and worship and just praise him for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sweet. So thinking about people in your connection group, mm-hmm. our church as a whole, when we talk about maturing as disciples of Jesus, what are your hopes or dreams or what, like if we look, what are your hopes, what and, are your dreams? hopes and dreams? <laughs> wow, sorry. Oh boy. We're just going to keep trucking. I'm not going to uh, let you, I'm not going to let you get past on that one. So, what would you love to see our church grow into? Mm-hmm. In I mean, we just celebrated 10 years as a church. 
whether that's a year from now or 10 years from now, when we are talking about being disciples of Jesus in worshiping, what do you want to see our church live out? Mm-hmm. That element of discipleship. Yeah. Um, I think that there is, there's one, like, uh, one positive way that I want to go about that and maybe one challenging way that I want to go about that. So I would say for, for us as a church and especially a generation that is obsessed with self and obsessed with, um, uh, like people being seen by others. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, whether that's in like social media or, um, and to feel like you're not, uh, nothing happened unless somebody else saw it. Um, I think just reading, I've been reading through like Matthew, like four, five, six, and seven. I've kind of been like stuck there for mm-hmm. like a couple weeks. And it's just been, uh, it's been really challenging to me how many times, uh, Jesus talks about like doing things in secret. Um, yeah. and, uh, or like unto the Lord. And I feel like our, a lot of times, uh, our obedience is unto people. Um, and like, and I think the, the warning from Jesus is like, you got your reward then. Yeah. Like you got what you ultimately wanted. And I think assessing our hearts and saying, Hey, do I really worship the Lord or do I worship the accolades of people? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that would be something that I would desire for our church to grow in, um, and, and to like push back against just the like need for attention on like social media for like the good things that you do. Um, and like do them really unto the Lord out of a service for him and not out of a service for yourself. Which ultimately is a a contentment issue. Yeah. Like, am, am I believing that Christ has fulfilled all my needs and is completely satisfactory and that these things that I do unto him can just be seen and done for him. Yeah. And I think the, and then I think on the, on the, the like positive side, I would say just a, a growth in just our, uh, spiritual disciplines. Um, and because each spiritual discipline in and of itself, like you think it could be a checkoff box, right? But ultimately every one of them shows that Jesus should show that like Jesus is better, right? Mm-hmm. I read God's word because, because God is better, yep. <laughs> right? Like his ways are higher than my ways. Like, like what he says is authoritative for my life. Mm-hmm. He's better. I'm submitting to that. Um, I think similarly in like the beginning of Matthew, like Jesus talking about fasting, that is something that like has been a real challenge for me. And it's uh, just because like that, uh, is something I don't want to do. I just, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like, he likes to eat. <laughs> I do. I, lo- I love food, but what does it communicate? It's like, it communicates that, no, Jesus, I want you more than I want food. Like, I want you more than I want food. And like every discipline, like in prayer, I want you more than I want the time that I could be doing something else. Like it just like, and like, I, I value communication with you more than I can value communication with other people. Mm-hmm. Like there's just, there's so many, all these disciplines, like, like prove out worship. And I think, um, just that it, those disciplines wouldn't be like, just, oh, I just got, man, I, I did, I did a couple fasts and like a, 
again, another thing that Jesus says, like, don't have a grimacing face to like, let people know that you've right. done it, right. you know? Um, and don't complain about it if you're doing it. Like, you know, all of those things that you're like, man, I, that would be something for our church. Those prove out our worship mm. and, um, and eight hey, and show us where sinfully we need to, we really need to repent and grow and turn to the Lord. So, yeah. And I would say with that, um, let other people in to examine your life. Um, and not just a friend who's always going to give you positive feedback because they like you, but someone who's like, Hey, um, like with your time, like, are you stewarding your time? Well, um, are you like Garrett has written down money? Like, are you stewarding your money? Well, um, relationships, like even examining, you've been spending a lot of time with like this person or this group of people, like what really like is your motivation behind Mm -hmm. that? So just letting, and it doesn't need to be like everyone that you come in contact with at church. Um, but just making sure that it's someone who will actually speak hard things to you and let you know, like, Hey, I've been seeing this in your life. Like you probably need to, need to think about that and pray about that and like check yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Cause ultimately worship is saying that something is worth it mm-hmm. and like, we're always worshiping something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it ends up being ourselves, mm-hmm. yeah. which is not okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we need, when we're thinking about ourselves too much, um, like I forget the quote. It's like, uh, <clears throat> not thinking less about yourself, but thinking about yourself. No, humility. Less. Yeah. So it just like in yep. humility, is that from freedom of self forgetfulness? Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So like in that, like the point of that isn't to like, about you. The point of that is like you're rightfully placing yourself under the Lord and mm-hmm. like being reminded who you belong to. Um, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Thank you. Yeah. That, that's it. Thanks for redeeming. I gotcha. That. <laughs> it makes sense. We'll get there. Um, hopes and dreams. Yeah. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, um, just thinking about, you guys have any sorts of like podcasts, books, articles, things that have shaped you, um, when it comes to thinking about and living out a worshipful life. Ooh, I um, have a new podcast that uh, I've been listening to, and I think everybody can listen to it because it's like five to seven minutes long, but it's called Things Unseen um, with Sinclair Ferguson. Okay. And like, first Carl, of all, Carly he has just an, likes his accent. He has so. an accent, so... <laughs> Is awesome, <laughs> but uh, what he's saying is probably <laughs> yeah. It's probably no, good but too. you like listen to it, and it's so short. So it's like that's where I'm like everybody can find five uninterrupted minutes to listen to this like podcast, and um, you just like walk away and you're just in awe. You're mm. like, wow, wow, mm-hmm. and so it's just a great reminder. And he his podcast comes out. Like week, uh, five days a week. So mm-hmm. cool. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of good books out there, but I think um, specifically thinking of like Holiness of God mm. by R.C. Sproul yep. or uh, Knowing God by J.I. Packer. Um, like those are those are ones I think we've had those in the resource center in the past. 
Um, those are, those are really awesome. Um, one thing that we've talked about just throughout the podcast is like, we've used the word idol and I think, um, I think that is a, uh, kind of can be misconstrued as a kind of a churchy word. And you're like, I don't know exactly what that means. We don't like bow down to like graven images anymore. Right. right? Like I don't have my little wooden things and I'm like hiding in my pockets, like, you know, like David or whatever, you know, but, uh, I, I do think, um, like Tim Keller's, uh, like identifying and dismantling idols, mm-hmm. like work worksheets were like really instrumental for me of like, Oh, like comfort is an idol, uh, or like family can be an idol or this one relationship can be an idol. It's anything that's like, uh, uh, maybe a, it's a good thing that I'm placing at a, on a pedestal at a level that is above the Lord, yeah. right? It's taking the place of the Lord. And ultimately, uh, that just, it ends up being like self is on the throne. Like I'm putting myself on the throne when Jesus is already on the throne. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think that was a really helpful exercise. Um, and I've done it like with, uh, like our connection group has done it in the past. And I think it's been really helpful to like put words to things that you don't really, you don't really know, um, like what it is. And, and similarly, even from a church standpoint, uh, doing gospel pathways, I think is, uh, has been really instrumental in a lot of people, uh, in our church to see that. So, um, trying to think through. Uh, I'm reading a book right now called Humility by uh, Andrew Murray, and uh, that's been really, uh, really good. Just a, it's a really like a look at the humility of Christ, and uh, and how that's uh, uh, the humility of Christ is really one of the like chief um, uh, character traits of Jesus that we see like throughout, uh, throughout his life and how that's really what should be emblematic of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. So good. What about worshipful rhythms in your life? Do you guys have like triggers or like reminders or things that are regular practices outside of, I mean, we have our Sunday gathering mm-hmm. right outside of that. Mm-hmm. What does that look like mm-hmm. for you guys? Not to discount Sunday gathering at right. all, but to say, how does that continue throughout the week? Yep. Um, for me, it's uh, starting my day in God's Word, and um, like uh, journaling my like prayers for that day, and also um, reading through one of the prayers from oh, goodness. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the um, Puritan prayer. Is yeah. that what it's called? The uh, oh my gosh, well. Put me on the spot. No, it's I'm like right. a black book. Yeah, uh, I just read it this morning, so I should. Yes. Um, Puritan prayers, yep. or something like that. You keep talking, and I'll. I don't, remember. I don't have my phone over. Like, oh uh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. Uh, making sure that that is like something I like always do. Um. Out of just like a discipline, but also knowing that it will Valley of Vision. Valley of Vision. Valley of that's vision. it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh like helps like just set the tone for the day, even as we just live normal life with our kids. And um another thing that we do as like a family is at dinner, um 
we go around and say something that we are thankful for. And also teaching our kids like what to actually be thankful for instead of like, I'm thankful that like I got to like play with a certain friend. Well, that's great. But it's like, I'm thankful for the gift of friendship, you know, and teaching them how like, it's more than just you have that one friend. It's that God has created friendship Mm. and that is a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, So being able to like remind our kids of that, and um, just being in the word with our children. Yeah. yeah. I would say, too, like you you do a, a great job with our kids. I, we get the benefit of like, of homeschooling our kids. And, um, and I would say like their Bible time. And then also uh, like they also pick like either a missionary or like somebody um, that has like gone before us uh, that like they're – always reading about whether that's Amy Car- Carmichael or Dietrich Bonhoeffer or, um, you know, uh, Jim and Elizabeth Elliot or, you know, whoever it might be, but to see like, Hey, like this, this is how God's faithfulness actually like, and like what like worship and how it plays itself out mm-hmm. and to be able to look to others who have, who have followed Jesus faithfully, um, and, and to be able to say like these are real people, like I think sometimes we forget like that when we read like the Bible, even like those were real people. That these aren't just like some like stories. This really happened. This yeah. really happened. And even just reminding our kids of that reminds at least me. I'm like, okay, this really did happen. Like this was history, not just like some far off thing that we're making up um, to to believe in. Yeah. yeah. And I would say like, um, Martin Luther's book on prayer, like I would say has been really, was really instrumental for us. And just thinking about like, a, what a does, simple way to pray? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So a simple way to pray. And he, he talks a, a lot about like, um, Hey, like you take one section of scripture and you're like, I'm praying through that. And then like, how does that carry throughout your day as you're like meditating on mm-hmm. it? So it's like, all right. So if I take uh, Matthew six and like I'm I'm picking a verse out of that and I'm saying, oh, like like constantly thinking about like you cannot serve both God and money. So as I'm in my work day, you're like, all right, what is that? How does that actually like to be just reminded throughout the day? Like, no, you can't serve both God and money. All right. How does that change how I approach my job? How does that change the way I approach like this next meeting I'm walking into mm-hmm. or this conflict with a customer or whatever it might be? I think that's a, like a, do I work for the Lord or am I working for myself? Yeah. And like to like just meditating on God's word in that way and like allowing it to go through. As opposed, it's just so easy for us to get distracted. Yep. Like and nobody else is distracting us. We are distracting ourselves, right? Like, it, it, like I'm distracting myself from what really is like important, and I think that's just that's where those like that self discipline and self control, like mm. Titus two, like how many times does you know Paul say like, like be self controlled, young men, be self controlled. Older women, be self-controlled. Like every single person that he's talking about all there, y'all. all y'all, be self-controlled. And I think that there's a that's a real good challenge for us yeah. in these. I love it. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Appreciate the conversation. And 
once again, church, just want to be reminded that um, following Jesus is about living as a worshiper, expressing our love for God, um, because that is what we are. We belong to him, and that is what we're made to do. We're made to worship him. Um, and so if we are seeking to become a certain type of disciple, we should be reminded that God can grow us in the ways in which we approach, think about, and conduct our lives in a worshipful manner. So, um, or yeah, our hope is that we would continue to focus on raising up mature disciples, sending out everyday missionaries and glorifying God and the way that we worship matters. And that's why we've had this conversation today. So appreciate the Huffords. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, that's all that we got for now. Have a great rest of your week and talk to you later. Bye.